It's Florida Daily TV, brought to you by FloridaDaily.com. For all your news on politics, business, and education, it's FloridaDaily.com. Now, here's your host, Ed Dean. Welcome to another edition of Florida Daily TV. I'm your host, publisher Ed Dean. Session has kicked off. Wow, there is so much going on, but I, I like talking about something that is in the radar, but sometimes when you talk to the media, it's sometimes, unfortunately, under the radar. Eric Eigenberg, uh, who's not under the radar, Eric, but maybe sometimes you get a lot of things done because that's kind of a bragging right when they don't see you coming. Eric Eichenberg is the CEO of the Everglades Foundation, good evergladesfoundation.org. Here was Governor DeSantis and his State of the Union address. This is what he said about Everglades restoration, clip number four. We must also continue to protect our natural resources and invest in improvements in water quality. I ask that you continue to fund the key projects, such as the EAA Reservoir in the South, as well as projects in the Northern Everglades that will impact our state for generations to come, that also reaffirm our commitment to Everglades restoration and access to safe, clean water for our communities. Okay, so if I don't ask this the right way, for the audience that watches this, a little inside baseball, you've got a COVID liability that's going to take place in the first week. you got pension reform. They're gonna, they want to get a lot of this done. Does the Everglades restoration become one of those that, hey, we're not waiting until April to have this. This is something, hey, but, but it seems that everybody should be on board. How does this go through the process right now? Educate some of the audience members out there. Well, it's it goes through the process like other these key issues that you just mentioned. Um, you know, the COVID liability will will go through its um, its process and its various committee stops. You have um, criminal justice issues, you have uh, education, healthcare, and then the environment. And when you when you speak about Florida's environment and natural resources, uh, the Everglades, America's Everglades, is at the top of that list. So um, it is it is very much top of mind. You heard it not only from the governor in his uh, well-delivered state of the state address yesterday, but you also heard it from the Senate president yesterday as well. So the presiding officers, whether it's the Speaker of the House, the Senate president, the governor of Florida, each one of them knows the importance of Everglades restoration, the impact it has on the economy of Florida. Um, it's it's taken some time to put it at that high level, that upper echelon of issues here in the state, but thank God it's there because it's the future of Florida. We have to we have to get this right. We have to restore the Everglades. We need clean water. Um, and we're well on our way, quite optimistic as session begins. You have been a chief of staff. You have dealt with lots going on in Tallahassee. There was, I, I guess the word is it political posturing. Well, you know, a few months ago, to committee hearings. Well, we, we, we don't know we're going to be able to fully fund this. We don't know. If, is that normal? before session starts? Or is the real game that, hey, we think we're going to get the funding, but then again, we may not. I mean, what is there more posturing before the session kicks in? Or sure. if there's a battle over the, a bill, like a, like a bill, a Senate Bill 10, do you, I mean, we talk about it because we want to throw a, you know, a bone or we want to have a little fun, or is this going to be pretty much, hey, it's like a wrestling match. It's all prearranged. We know what the outcome's going to be. No, it's uh, the sausage making in Tallahassee is um, is descriptive. It's it's uh, it is clear. It is truly a process. Uh, you may think you have something that should sail through, um, and that's not an, that's not a fault to the uh, to the legislative work that takes place all, each uh, each year during a legislative session. That's the way it should be. So you have arguments. There is posturing. 
Uh, posturing's part of the body politic, um, but then you take an issue like the Everglades, the need for its funding, the need for clean water, the impacts it has on climate change, sea level rise, uh, resiliency, like the governor laid out very strongly yesterday. Um, this is a bipartisan issue, um, and both sides, House, Senate, Democrat, Republican, um, in my view, by the end of the day here, will come together, and we're going to see robust funding, significant funding for the Everglades, and the environment is going to lead this state out of this COVID pandemic, and we're excited about it. Eric, explain to me when, for years as a Mayan, as a reporter, but you've been more inside the baseball, um, to be more, and again, I always want to tell the city honest, this is not some left-wing thing. I hunt and I fish. And let me tell you something, the biggest complainers of the environment aren't, well, I think there's not enough growth. No, it's those that go out and say, I get, hey, I'm trying to fish. My water's all garbage looking. And most of us can tend to be pretty conservative individuals. When you look at this, the, the state legislature, are they becoming over the this year compared to maybe previous years, are they becoming more, quote, environmentally conservation friendly, dealing with the Everglades, water quality, or was it popular? It took a dive, but it's going back up now underneath this governor. How do you rank yeah. it? No, I think I would rank it as extremely high. It is a popular issue. It brings all sorts of Floridians together from the business community to the environmental and conservation sectors. Uh, this is about the future of Florida, and it's generational. This generation that's in power now has the ability to truly provide the restoration efforts that have been yearning for, for quite frankly, 20, 30, maybe 40 years. So we're at a clear and, and key juncture as it pertains to the Everglades. And again, Ed, for those watching, this is all about redirecting the way water flows on the Florida Peninsula. Instead of wasting billions of gallons of fresh water, the necessity for our drinking supply, fresh water, instead of wasting it to the Atlantic and the Gulf of Mexico, we're going to store it, clean it, clean it is important. We got to purify that water and then send it south through the Everglades, ultimately down to the fishing capital of the world, Florida Bay and the Florida Keys. This, this state is based on tourism. We are a tourism-based economy here in the state of Florida and our natural resources, our water, our Everglades must be protected. The good news is it is a key issue that's being focused on here by our leadership in the state led by Governor DeSantis. You mentioned something. I, I'm going to have some fun because I, I always enjoy if we're off script. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes ad living is more entertaining. Like we never have a script anyway. But you got a group like Visit Florida. Okay, we advertise for the mouse. Hey, that's fine. We advertise for, uh, let's say, the Jacksonville Zoo, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. Do we? Is there something where if I watch it, there's always focus on, hey, there's a kayaker there. Do you think that when, as you point out, We've got a pro-friendly uh, business governor, which I want to get to uh, in another area, which in this interview, that do you think we could do more advertising for the Everglades? As you say, tourism making a comeback, uh, bringing more jobs here. Do you think that we, on a scale of one to 10, instead of advertising a mouse, which is great, why are we not doing more for like those that want to go fishing and hunting and all the for the Everglades as well? I think there's always an opportunity to improve the way we um, we position Florida, the way we advertise Florida around the country, around the world. Uh, I've met with Dana Young, the head of Visit Florida. We've expressed the desire to see more of um, outdoor recreation, fishing, boating, Everglades yeah. experiences, part of that. I, to me, it's a short putt. It's an easy way to get people to have memories here in Florida. 
going to an amusement park is always fascinating or memorable for a child. But when you get children in particular, or even adults for that matter, out uh, catching fish, uh, experiencing the outdoors, going camping within our, our, national, our national parks, our state parks, all within the Everglades footprint, um, it, 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 these are lasting memories and they should be encouraged. So visit Florida, but also these local tourism bureaus here in the counties, working with Miami-Dade County, Collier County, Lee County, uh, Martin County, all of which provide tremendous opportunities and experiences. Again, it goes back to the economics, tourism-based economy, you right. got to get people out. And Eric, to your point, you know, as a news guy here at Florida Daily, we have to cover stories. If you look at the percentages, exclude hunting, and there's a lot of it down in the Everglades. You got more, um, uh, was it uh, Dick Sporting Goods and Academy and, and Bass Pro can't keep enough guns. They can't keep enough fishing. They can't, they're, they're on a backlist of kayaks right now. And if you look at the percentages, more people seem with all this COVID seem to be going more outdoors to events, which you promote Everglades of uh, tourism than the percentages of all those going to, uh, to central Florida to watch the mouse or a couple of animals at SeaWorld right now. If you look at the percentages, there are more people outdoors than any, any other time that we've ever covered. Well, let me tell you, there's some beautiful birds and rabbits and other animals that are in the Everglades. I know you keep referencing a mouse, but there's 78 endangered <laughs> and threatened uh, animals and species that call the Everglades home. And quite frankly, these animals can't speak for themselves. So, you know, organizations like the Everglades Foundation, other partners are encouraging legislators to put dollars towards these projects so we can we can keep this biodiversity, we can keep this habitat and these and these spots. But you know, Ed, you're, you're, you're spot on as far as some of these corporate uh, entities. And we have a great partnership. We have great partnerships with Bass Pro Shops. We also with the Orvis company. Uh, as folks recreate outside, these two companies in particular have said, we're going to be a part of the solution as it pertains to restoring the Everglades. Uh, Bass Pro with its 14 or 16 stores across Florida. Um, conservationists walk through the doors every day. Every one of these individuals who shop at Bass Pro need to engage on this issue. Evergladesfoundation.org is a great resource to find out how you can help. You know what they should do when I talk about the mouse? Everybody knows I'm talking about uh, Disney. I'm not beating them up. I'm just telling you percentages of people that are doing activity in Florida. We see more with ecotourism out there. Hey, by the way, you guys should do like a membership ride. Join the Everglades Foundation. Go to Bass Pro Shop and get 10% off your next fishing ride. Well, we've done that. We've had that in the past. It's their, um, it's their uh, opportunity to um, or, uh, experience some charitable giving, and it's been, it's been quite helpful. I'm not slamming previous administrations. Is it fair to say, and I think it, it's probably more of a redundant right there, fair to say, there are a lot of people that, you know, my dad used to say in life, there's people that talk about it and there's people that do it. Governor DeSantis came in day one, executive order, Everglades, let's focus on this, let's get the funding out there. Is it fair to say, and I'm, again, I'm not trying to put you in a position to beat up anybody. Is it fair to say that there are a lot of people that talk about, hey, we got to do something about the reservoirs, jobs, water quality. DeSantis comes in and says, no, no, we're putting boots to the ground. Enough more talk. Let's, let's act like a tennis shoe. Let's just do it. Would that be a fair assumption right there? Yes. And not, not an ounce of ambiguity on what he wanted to do. I mean, in fact, is less than 48 hours after taking office. He's down in Bonita Springs laying out a comprehensive plan of how he's going to do it. And quite frankly, he's three quarters uh, to that promise that he laid out on, uh, on that January morning. Listen, every, every governor, every legislature is dealt a set of cards during the time here, during their tenure, during that time frame in Florida's history. 
which, by the way, is the 176th anniversary today of statehood. Mm. Um, and each governor, you know, has to do what they best they can do. And, you know, what what Governor Bush may have been dealing with 20 plus years ago, we now know due to the science, due to the way this has progressed. And Governor DeSantis came in and realized we've got to speed up the progress. We have to accelerate and expedite these projects. They have been languishing for too long. And when they languish, we see fish kill. We see economic loss. We see the environment uh, and water quality suffering. So the governor took the bull by the horns and said, under this administration, and we were right there to say, amen, governor, we're going to do it, but it takes money. And the governor, again, a $2.5 billion investment call. He's three quarters away. He's three quarters to that promise. Uh, that's considerable. Um uh- Probably about three, four weeks ago. I know I was, you know, I mean, when I read a story of another publication, um, and I, I have no problem mentioning they're legendary in the state, Florida Trend Magazine. I'm reading this, and they did, it was, even if you didn't know much about the Everglades, it was a good read. Um, and I, I mean, it was a long read, but I'm on the road traveling. So, you know, the individual was driving. I'm like, hey, I want to read this. And I, I, I thought there was good exposure for the Everglades. Do you guys feel, I know we do a lot with you at Florida Daily, we cover a lot because it's news. Do you feel that you get enough press coverage and or should I let me add, as they say, a friendly amendment? Do you think you get enough press coverage and do you think you get enough fair press coverage? I think we get, uh, I think when the coverage is given, it is fair. Uh, the challenge with the with journalism and media in general is it's all contracting. So you you have uh, reporters who have been on the environmental beat and have been covering the Everglades for multiple years who are no longer with these uh, mm. these uh, newspapers. So as the industry contracts, uh, there's less emphasis or less attention to the environment. I think that's to the peril of communities and to residents of the state. So you have to also then go and utilize channels or mediums that folks are engaged with, whether it's social media, whether it's uh, providing information and content through Twitter and Facebook and other right. and other means. But those newspapers and reporters that remain, um, it's all about reaching out to them because their beat is not just the environment. They're, a lot of them are covering education. They're covering crime in their communities. So by giving them an update, showing them the progress, understanding the impacts to the economy of their region, of the state. Again, this is a statewide issue that must receive the attention it firmly deserves. I would say that the reason we're optimistic is because there's a groundswell of support within this state. This is not, this is no longer a environmental issue. At the core it is, but when we have chambers of commerce, realtors, anglers, boat manufacturers, all saying these key points, we're making progress. I mean, when I see a reservoir being built, looks like the size of a huge parking lot, a small lake that encompasses what you pointed out jobs. So I think you got tourism out there. That's why I'm thinking this is a great time because we have, I mean, we haven't seen less numbers like this since you know 2010. It's almost like, Hey, environment, jobs, fishing, tourism, almost three wrapped up in the one. And to me, it's, as they say, in a good way, it's a great, perfect storm to have. It's a great hat trick, no doubt. We've got the, we've got, we have this is, listen, this is Chevrolet and apple pie. Uh, it unifies people. And any time in this, in this moment we're in, we need unity. We need issues that bring us together, restoring the Everglades for the next generation. Let this generation be the one that does it. And that's why we're, uh, we're, we're doing all this with a sense of immediacy. 
That's right. Eric, I can, I always enjoy, cause I always enjoy, you know, within this issue, you can make it very, what you do appealing to those out there go, well, you know, I don't really focus. I mean, it's a good topic, especially in today's environment, jobs. You guys do a lot for a lot of the schools out there. In fact, it was real quick before we get going. I mean, I didn't realize that some of those races, for example, in South Florida were based on, you know, Biscayne Bay or there wasn't enough money being spent. I mean, you think that doesn't get a lot of attention. Heck, I mean, we're talking about in Brevard County, which were picked up. Uh, I mean, Indian River Lagoon. So it's just not where, which you guys focus on. It's just not in one part of the state. It's all over. No doubt. And look, just look at Ron DeSantis as an example. He, he took that issue in a, uh, in a competitive primary. And those communities that were impacted by the failed way we manage water reacted to his message. And um, again, we have a leader now that wants to see this come to fruition. And thankfully, he's, um, he's doing just that. Eric Eichenberg, the CEO of the Everglades Foundation. You see it on the screen, evergladesfoundation.org. I know we'll be talking to you on the radio and stuff like that. Good seeing you, man. Nice to see you, Ed. All right. This has been another edition of Florida Daily TV. I'm your host, publisher Ed Dean, right here on FloridaDaily.com.